Hello and welcome back to the Dinner Table Podcast. This week we are discussing fan culture. Woohoo! Yeah, conversation around it, ethics behind it, and everything else. Hi, thanks for joining us at the dinner table. Before we begin, we would like to disclaim that these views do not reflect the state news and our opinions are subject to change at later date. Thank you for joining! How are you doing today, Griffin? I'm good. A little sad that this is going to be our last dinner table podcast of the semester. Me too. It's so it's so weird that we've like made it to this point. I know, right? And I'm very happy that we've made it, and we are kind of making it full circle because today we are going to be discussing fan culture, and our first episode ever was cancel culture. Yeah, so they're they're like one and the same. Definitely sisters. Mm-hmm. They are definitely related, for sure. For sure. How, well, how you- are you doing, first and foremost? Oh, I am I am doing good. Okay. Yeah, I'm about as bright and happy as Seattle is. Okay. Yeah. In case anyone doesn't understand the ref, Seattle is a historically rainy city. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, so do what you want with that. Yeah, just... How would you define fan culture? Well, I would say fan culture is, first and foremost, I'm going to say that it's toxic. It's a toxic way of showing support for the celebrities that one idolizes. Yeah. What do you think it's rooted in? Fan culture and stan culture, the distinction between that, stan culture was... The term Stan was coined by an Eminem song, Stan, and it's a stalker fan. So you're crazy obsessed with whoever you stand if you stand someone. Oh, well, what do you think fan culture is rooted in? I would say I think that like fan culture and like stan culture is rooted in lust because you Whoa. never yeah, you never meet the person and you create this thing. And you're, like, always lusting for them, whether or not you think you love them or not. You don't genuinely know them. It is it is very lustrous, and it is very falling for an idealized version of a person. Yeah, and I think that's why it works so well, like, economically. Like, when you are selling a person as a brand, because, like, I feel like with everything that has to do with money, it's always about lust. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, of course. And there's also when someone is sold off as a brand, there's like brand loyalty. So, of course, you're going to support like the brand that you've been supporting over others. And that is also a part of fan culture is putting other celebs down in the name of who you are a fan of. Yes, so true. Let's talk about like... Fan culture is still, like, very prevalent today, but it's, I think it's taken, like, a different form, but definitely in, like, 2015, 2016 era, fan culture was the thickest it's ever been, I think, with, like, oh, yeah. with YouTube and stuff. Like, literally fan, like, if you spell it, like, F-H-A-N with, like, Dan and Phil, I, like, <laughs> every woman on the internet would have, like, died for those men. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I do remember that time of life. <laughs> yeah. And like, they, I feel like they were like the foundation of every other fandom. Like, 
anybody in a different fandom, you could root them back to being a Dan Phil fan. Really? Yeah, it's like like a Tyler Oakley of, fan is a Dan and Phil fan. A I kind of feel that way with Lana Del Rey. I feel like <laughs> oh, she's I feel like she's a staple as well for fan yeah. culture, stan culture. How do you so, see fan culture today? Well, I see a lot of fan culture on Twitter mm-hmm. because I see a lot of stuff on Twitter about celebrities, specifically musicians or actresses, actors. Like, that's how I see fan culture materialize today. And I see a lot of this thing called fan cams. Okay. Which are, like, little videos on Twitter. I've seen the most of them in support of, like, BTS or other K-pop groups. But the whole point is to get as many views on your fam cam as you can. So if you ever see a tweet and you like start scrolling through the replies and you see like little edited montage videos of someone in a K-pop group, that's a fan cam. And the caption is usually like Stan BTS, Stan Luna. And that's how a lot of people show their fan culture today is fan cams you sometimes you'll see like sean mendez is over party trending (laughs) like that's a recent one that i saw and it's a lot of those like oh like this person is over like when those hashtags trend on twitter a lot of it starts because k-pop k-pop stands want views on their fan cams so they'll just start tweeting that getting everyone to click on the thing to be like, oh, why is this person canceled? And then it's just videos of the celebrity that they like. And yeah. I wonder, like, what the benefit of that is. Like, what what's their ultimate goal? I don't, I don't think there is, like, a really big payoff at the end. Like, you, it's not like Twitter will financially compensate you for getting views on your <laughs> fan cam. Yeah, it's just kind of something you can say to your friends for a minute. Yeah. It is very strange, for sure. I have been seeing, like, a lot of Timothy Chalamet is just everywhere, and it's killing me. Mm-hmm. Like, I literally cannot go on TikTok without that man showing up on every I know. He, he literally shows up every day on my Explore page, on my TikTok feed. My whole uh, Explore page is that man. Yeah. Like, he is a very prominent figure of fan culture and it's because really fan culture is really more of a millennial or late millennial gen z thing like you don't see adults partaking in fan culture all that much true like and when i say adults i mean like older adults i think it's easier because of the internet like you can write like you can make those like fan edits on and, like, put them on YouTube, like you were saying. Like, and you can yeah, also, like, make a blog about yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Like, before, you had to, like, write to the person's P.O. box, and you had to, like, go to their shows, and that's how you had to show your appreciation for this person. But now, since everything is so digital, like, there's no need to, like, write fan mail to a P.O. box or, like, even email the person themselves. Like, you can just tweet about it on social media all you want. Yeah, literally. Like, you can make a fan account. That reminds I know someone who has a fan account. Is it, like, a efficient fan account, or is it just a fan account? 
I believe the handle is at T Jern two three. Wow, what is it about? It's a fan account for the one and only Tessa Osborne. Uh, it supports everything that she does. And yeah, it's a very wonderful. Whoever created that fan account was really doing some good work, in yeah. my opinion. I I also like agree. <laughs> I have personally been receiving a lot of positive impact. From <laughs> what are your thoughts on? Um, fan culture do you think it's good bad crossing a line needs boundaries let me know it definitely needs boundaries it can become a lot i think not a lot of people recognize that these like i know people it's so easy to be like oh yeah they're humans and like you can be like oh my gosh like i'm that girl like i'm that obsessive fan but like i understand that these people are humans but it's like Mm -hmm. but like they genuinely are humans and like you can, like, obsess over them like they're, like, deities, and then, like, but they're actually just, like, walking on this earth the same way we are. And, like, I feel like that's just, yeah. like, uncomfortable. Like, the amount, like, the, it's, like, a, not an equal ratio. Yes, I agree. Yes. It is, it is a very, um, idolization worship in kind of, like, a religious way. For sure. It's very, yeah. It's, like, weird how, like, you can't just like things anymore. Like, it has to be, like, you're all the way in or you're all the way out. And it can't just be, like, oh, I kind of like that's this. That's very true. Yeah, because I wouldn't, for example, I wouldn't, like, I like Billie Eilish's music, but I wouldn't consider myself a fan. Yeah. So, therefore, I have to classify myself as someone who doesn't like her. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, yeah, you can't just casually like something anymore. And it's, yeah, because then if you're like, I like this person, then people are like, oh, like, what, did you like them in, like, 2011? I like them in 2011. Like, you have to prove that you like yeah. them. Yeah. Do you have any thoughts on how to fix the little toxicities that are present in fan culture? I don't know if there's, like, a way to get back to where we were, but I think, what I'm like, why I was thinking about the answer, I think it's a good reflection of... Like, we're seeing that everywhere, like, where everything's polarized, like, especially in politics. Like, things are super polarized right now, and I think everything is like that. Like, that's just the culture of, like, liking anything or being supportive of anything. You have to be 125,000%, you know? Yeah, because I would say fan culture surrounding political candidates, too, is very... So toxic. Very toxic. Like, why are you standing this seventy-seven-year-old man? Yeah, it's it's. You should never stand politicians. They're just politicians. Yeah, and then if you stand one politician, you're immediately not going to like the other ones because you're tying yourself to the one politician. It's like that brand loyalty thing. Yeah. Like, and I think that's why we're seeing a lot of Bernie supporters refusing to like go over to supporting Biden because they're still loyal to the thought of Bernie. Mm-hmm. You're right. And I feel like that's where loyalty can be toxic. A tie into another podcast. Yeah. Once they're like committed to something like a fan base or whatever, I think it's really easy for them not to withdraw. Like once they're committed there, it's just like, no matter what they do, it's like always forgiving. Like literally like if you're like a Bieber lover or whatever, and he says like, if you were to say the N word, they'd probably be like, 
you know, like he's a good guy now. Like he's different. Like he's yeah, like, true. Like yeah. it's always the stands that make excuses for their celebrities when they do something problematic, and that's why I think cancel culture is also such like a difficult topic because the people who are fans of that person are they're still going to be fans of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're so just... it's like it just sends a strange message for me. Yeah, because it's just like a clickbait thing. It's like, oh, it's trendy to be like against them right now. I feel like there was a big boycott on Taylor Swift. Like everybody hated her. But like the Swifties are still there. The Swifties are very much still there. They're just quiet. They are silenced right now. And I think that's what happens when someone you like gets canceled. You just you just don't show vocal support for that person anymore, but you still do everything else the same. Yeah. They're on Do Not Disturb for a minute or two. Let's talk about, like, vice versa. So, like, I feel like there's this ratio of when you're a celebrity and you have, like, you have to have, like, a perfect ratio of fans. Like, if you have too many fans, it's, like, a problem. Like, one, it's a problem, like, just for your life to, like, like, just your convenience of experiencing life. And then, two, I feel like other celebrities look down at you if your fans are, like, too pervasive, like, too aggressive. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, I've seen celebrities being, like, telling their fans not to go after someone else. But I definitely do think that um, having, like, too many fans can actually hinder a celebrity in a weird way. I think so, too. Like, you're an artist, you're at a concert. Like, let's say I'm, like, Sean Mendes. And then he's got, like, he knows all of the Ariana Grande fans, like, in the audience. Do you know what I mean? And, like, they're causing a problem or something. Like, that, in that way, like, he would not, he would resent Ariana Grande for her fans. Yes. Yeah, like, the way they're acting. Like, if they were to, like, act terribly or something. It's weird, like, how different within the fan groups they, like, have a hierarchy, you know? And, like, certain ones will be, like, you need to be, like, nicer to Sean. I don't know why Sean Mendes is, like, the guy. <laughs> but, like, he just is the guy today. He's just on the mind, you know? He's on the mind. But, like... It's like, you guys need to be nice to Sean. It's like, what? No, yeah, it's like... <laughs> yeah, like... Yeah, because when the gay rumors were going around about Sean, everyone was like, you need to... Is that a direct quote? Yeah, that is kind of a direct quote. Well, I'm glad that you got, like, a source in this one. I know, I know. I got you, girl. <laughs> Thank you. What are you a Drop Dead fan of? I am a fan of... Like, if you could start one fan page, who would it be for? Oh. I personally would start one for myself. (laughs) (laughs) What would your fan page do? Um, Like, what kind of fan would you be? I would be, let me, let me just, like, I'm looking at my phone just for, like, I'm getting so many text messages. I'm not, like, looking up, like, a fan account or anything. (laughs) But it's just basically... Like, it would be called T-Jern203, and it would be, like, its name would be I Only Like Tessa's Tweets, and I think it would just kind of only like Tessa's Tweets. Yeah, that's like using a fan, that's like using being a fan for good, I would say. (laughs) Thank you. What about you? I feel like the easy and obvious answer for me is Laura Dern. (laughs) 
I feel like that is attainable and something that is not so far out of reach for me. I want to let the viewers know that you do have Laura Dern as your new profile photo. I do. I did change the Dua Lipa to back to Laura Dern. Yeah. I just feel like Laura is timeless. Laura is kind of timeless. What do you feel or how do you feel about people who have who are who are fans of animated characters at Disney fans? We see you. Yes, we see you. But do we want to is the question. <laughs> but do, do we want to No. Like, if someone was like, to not see Disney fans, you have to go blind. I'm. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. But, um. <laughs> Some sacrifices just have to be made. No, literally. Like, I do think that's, like, a little weird. <laughs> I do think it, yeah. I definitely think adult fan culture surrounding Disney is unsettling. It's definitely unethical. <laughs> yeah. It definitely does hit some tender spots. Yeah. And not in a good way. Not in a good way. In the worst possible way, I would say. Yeah, okay. <laughs> it's really bad when people sexualize them. Ugh. The like, sexualization of animated characters needs to stop. No, it really needs to stop. And what's worse is when they sexualize an animated animal. Oh! Like, when people would say, like, um, certain Lion King characters were, like, responsible for their sexual awakening. People want to tap. Wait, which Lion King characters? I feel like it was, like, one of the lions. Scar? I mean... Wait, can we talk about that fish movie? And how that one fish... Like, that purple one was definitely, like, every lesbian's sexual awakening. Except for mine. Yeah, it's a thing. I've asked, like, it's been brought up organically many times. That's frightening. Like, I don't know who let those people come out of the closet. Like, who <laughs> said, who, like, when someone said, hey, this, like, animated animal character was my sexual awakening, and nobody said, like, don't talk again. No, literally. Like, no one was like, maybe you should go to therapy. <laughs> yeah, like, the fact that that's talk okay that to say. Out. Never admit to liking an animated character. In, yeah, in any context. I, yeah. Because that's completely, completely manufactured by another person. Like, everything about it. Do you think, <laughs> like, famous pets deserve to have fans? I do follow a few different animal accounts. Oh, Eye-opening. <laughs> I know. They're all cats. <laughs> okay one of them is just the cats of instagram it's famous everybody follows it and then oh, wow. there are like there's this one cat that's gray i think its name is nala and there's another one that's like nala a, cat, yeah yeah and then there's um this little ginger one but like a weird textured hair that i really like it's like very curly and then there's this other cat that goes on hikes okay yeah and he wears like rain oh. jackets you seem to be very invested in the lives of these cats. <laughs> yeah, because I don't, like, okay. This is just another, this is the ending of all of the podcasts, so I'm just going to tell you guys everything about me. But I okay. am very notorious of not following people back on Instagram. And it's just <laughs> something I do. And, but that, so most of my feed is just those cats and, like, cars and also different Shiba Inus, which are, a, it's a Japanese breed of dog. 
and celebrities. So it's like never real people I know. True. The car, the cars kind of threw me for a loop. How do you feel about being fans of like cars? Like, I, being like, oh, I love a Hyundai. <laughs> I love automobiles. <laughs> There's this um, specific model of Porsche that I love and I follow it and it's so beautiful. I almost did like a repost yesterday to prove that I like cars to see what people oh, would do. Oh, wow. Yeah. Like a little like Insta story, like put it on your story. Yeah, I just wanted you to, I wanted, personally, I just wanted Griffin to react to that. I would have reacted to that, certainly. <laughs> yeah. What are some like secret, I, I guess I just exposed my secret, like fan dumb stuff. What are you secretly like following that? What are yeah? What are you following? Um, I follow a lot of middle-aged blonde female actresses. <laughs> like if you were to go through and look through who I'm following and write down every celebrity, they would mostly be blonde middle-aged actresses. And I, you knew that about me, but the listeners do not. Yeah, he's very. He needs the maternal figures. Yes. Yeah, let's talk about One Direction fans. Oh, can we not? <laughs> I, I know some wonder. I know some One Direction fans who used to stand like crazy before they broke up, and they still have posters they that ha are not thrown away and not hiding. They, yeah, I would say the most permeable fan base is the One D fan base. Like the fact that they broke up like what, like four years ago, maybe. And the fact that people are still obsessed with them. I know. It's is insane. Eye opening for sure. It's kind of sad because you can definitely see which of the members like had the most fans now that they are all with their solo careers. Mm -hmm. Like you can definitely see that no one gives a shit about Liam Payne. <laughs> no one gives a shit about Louis Tomlinson. Yeah, I don't think Louis wants people to give a crap about him though. He's That's been so true. weird. Yeah, he's like a dad. Yeah, no, yeah. He definitely is genuinely a dad. How do you feel about celebrity babies and celebrity babies in regards to fan culture? I definitely, like, it's definitely can be a problem. I think, like, yeah. Northwest, mm -hmm. like, Northwest, she definitely is never going to be alone. I don't know. Yeah, true. Sense. Yeah, like, she's always going to be Northwest. That's yeah, like I definitely think celebrities should um, not post their children on their social media. Like yeah. I know Sarah Michelle Gellar. I used she I used to follow her. Used to be a longtime stan. That's very. She good. won't post her kids' faces on social media because fans, of course, will react to that. Is Sarah Michelle Gellar Buffy? Yes. <laughs> okay, I don't know if I want to touch on that. <laughs> I want to talk about like when people ship people together. Okay, uh, I think shipping is fun if it's clear that you're just that you just think like oh like that'd be cute. Like it's fun if you're like oh like I think they'd be cute together. But it's not fun if you're like oh my god like they like need to be together and like you and you're like, like idealize the relationship because those that, I don't know what I'm trying to say yeah 
Like, if it's just, like, a passing thought, it's fine. But if you're, like, oh, my God, like, OTP, OTP, OTP. Can't believe I'm saying OTP in 2020. <laughs> like, it's just me. I know what you mean. It's definitely very uncomfortable sometimes. Yeah, because, like, in real life, you would never see two people and be like, oh, my God, you guys would be so cute together. And they're, like, very clearly not into one another. True. I mean, people like, still that do that. Happen. I think that happens. Like where you're like, oh, girl is friends with it, a guy. How it happens with celebs. Oh, yeah. I it definitely becomes too much. Like when people. I remember when I was a Dan and Phil stan. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. And I would like. <laughs> this is so fetish. I would like be going on, like the moments, like you know how there's like fan edits. Oh, God. <laughs> this is a lot. I would do that. Like, my intro like, 15. Okay? I'm like, I'm 21 now. It's been six years. I'm allowed to be freed yes. from this reputation. But, like, and I remember one time I came across one, and it was, like, two people that, like, dressed up as them, and then they did some things. <laughs> <laughs> like, you didn't get to see it all, but, like... It was there. <laughs> <laughs> like I can't believe that. Let's talk. Let's talk about role play, though. Let's talk about role playing as a celebrity. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I guess Comic Con. Comic Con, yeah. Is where that festers. Yes. You know what would be really cool? What Is would it, be really cool? Like if the dinner table podcast had fan culture. Like if there, we had fans. <laughs> I could really go for a dinner table Twitter account that just supports us and <laughs> retweets our podcasts when they're out, you know. But yeah, I feel like that's all we've got for fan culture. Yeah, thank you guys so much for tuning in to this episode and the rest of the episodes of the season. Mm-hmm. Thank you, yeah, for being here for season one. Season two is definitely coming. If you want to stay up to date with us, you can check us out. Leave us your comments, concerns, questions, who you're standing right now on Twitter. I'm at Griffin Wiles. I'm at Osborne Tessa. And you can also email us if email's more your thing. I'm Griffin.Wiles at statenews.com. And I'm Tessa.Osborne at statenews.com. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye.